news and notes from the early days of twin spring training, plus five prospects I expect to debut in 2023. It's all coming up on today's episode of Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 15th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Again, this is Nash Walker. I've been hosting a daily show on the Minnesota Twins since 2019, December of 2019. I've been writing about the Twins at TwinsDaily.com for four seasons, four off seasons as well. And I'm coming to you today with some news and notes from the early days of twin spring training. It's so early pitchers and catchers reported today. Today was the actual report date. And then five prospects I expect to debut for the twins in 2023. Always one of my favorite segments, favorite episodes of the off season, because I do think we will see at least four of these guys in 2023. And we see a lot of debuts every year. And unfortunately for the twins in 2022, Because of all the injuries, we saw even more debuts. Hopefully, injuries subside a little bit in 2023, but we get as many debuts of impactful young players in the Twins system. News and notes around spring training in Twins camp. The biggest news of the day, Frankie Montas, shoulder surgery, could miss the entire season for the Yankees. And this is significant for the Twins because they they were interested in Frankie Montas. We knew that. He had a 6.35 ERA after the trade. Oakland traded him to New York. He had a 3.18 ERA in Oakland. Had been a really, really good starter for multiple seasons. Traded him to New York. There was always this semblance that he had more upside, and I would come on the show last year, especially, and talk about that upside with big time stuff. Great splitter, you know, sinker, 96 to 98, can get up to triple digits. 6.35 ERA and eight starts for the Yankees. He gave up six home runs in 39 and two-thirds innings, and now his season could be over, and he's going to be a free agent following the season. Yankees gave up a considerable prospect package for Frankie Montas. If you compare it to what the Twins gave up for Tyler Malley, it's probably more. I, I don't know the Yankee system well enough to make that judgment, but I remember at the time Ken Waldachuk was in that deal, who was a fun pitching prospect coming over. They paid up for Frankie Montas because he probably was, the best starter traded at the deadline. He was traded prior to the deadline. And I remember Twins fans saying they would have paid that price or a similar price for Frankie Montas. And I, on the show last year, thought he was like the missing piece. They got Carlos Correa. Let's bring in Montas. Oakland shipping everybody out. Let's be the team to go get him. And disastrous. I wish him the best in his recovery. That looks like a complete flop of a trade for the Yankees. And I'm I'm glad the Twins didn't do that in hindsight. But we still got to see Tyler Malley. Same situation. Tyler Malley's a free agent following the season. He needs to have a healthy year. He's healthy right now. They say he's healthy. He says he feels good. Frankie Montas, man, that sucks. In Twins camp, Alex Kirloff reports are that he's doing well. And he's swinging in the cage. We're seeing video. Thank thank you to Dan Hayes and Do Hyung Park and John Bonus and everybody there. And Betsy Helfand taking videos of all these Twins for us and posting them on Twitter. Kirloff is swinging in the cages, 
and Derek Falvey said he's he's doing well and progressing well. I think it's going to be a slower camp for Kirilov. We'll see how much game action he gets, how he looks in those games. It is my number one storyline for the offseason. Twins have a high bar for their bullpen additions per Derek Falvey, meaning if they are going to add a reliever, they prefer that it's at a high bar. They're not just going to add any veteran reliever. And Michael Fulmer didn't sound like fit that bar. He didn't reach that bar for the Twins. I think they're looking, if they're going to add a reliever, they need a true setup man or a true eighth, ninth inning arm. And I don't think they view Michael Fulmer as that. Maybe they view Matt Moore as that. I don't think they view Andrew Chafin as that. They're they're making a risk here. They're taking a risk on the bullpen by not adding anybody this offseason. High bar per Derek Falvey. And then finally, Jorge Alcala is throwing on video as well. So good to see him just back on the mound, see some video of him throwing. Really, really nice to watch and see him getting some action, whether it's in you know the bullpens or when we see him on the field. It'll be fun to just see him progress and see him start to work his way back onto the field because it's been a long time for Jorge Alcala, it feels like, and it has been. You know, his season ended before it really even started in 2022, and he looks good on video, at least in his mechanics. I can't see where the ball is landing, but in his mechanics, Jorge Alcala looks good. So Frankie Monta, shoulder surgery for the Yankees, huge bummer. Alex Kirloff looks like he's doing well. Derek Felby confirms that. And then the Twins have a high bar for bullpen additions, which is interesting. That was an interesting note. Jorge Alcala throwing on video, similar to Kirilov. Feels like there's some progression there. It's very early. We're going to get a lot of news and notes out of camp throughout. It's very early. These are some early takeaways in just the first couple of days as guys get back in. It's fun to see pictures of everybody back in, in spring training in Fort Myers, ready to go back together. I'm excited to see uh, the gang back together here soon with Correa and Buxton and and the entire crew. Everybody's there, it sounds like, except for Tyler Malley, who uh, they just had their second baby, or they just had, maybe it was their first baby. They had a baby, uh, he and his wife. So he's coming to Fort Myers, and it sounds like he's going to be there in the next couple of days. But overall, not a ton coming out of Twins camp. We're going to see a ton of prospects in spring training. Who are five Twins I expect to debut at the Major League level in 2023? Five names for you and why I think they'll debut how I think they'll perform in the majors coming up after this word from FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of the NBA. It's the midway point of the NBA season, and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA. If you like the Wolves, you want to bet on the Wolves, you can go do that. FanDuel Sportsbook, ton of futures, so much to go play, including Major League Baseball. Go over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. Next up, following Locked On Twins, Locked On MLB Prospects with host Lindsey Crosby. He's a prospect encyclopedia going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Five Twins debuts I'm expecting 
in 2023. Some are obvious. Ed Julian, we've covered throughout the offseason. We covered him a lot last year, and even in 2021, he was a 2021 breakout in the twin system, carried it over and had like an even better 2022, it felt like, at double A, his entire season spent at double A. And now I think, yes, he's going to debut for the Twins. I think St. Paul will be a pit stop for him if he does go to St. Paul at all. Maybe he makes it out of spring training. That's a possibility. Here's why. Ed Julian in 2022 at double A, which is kind of the barometer. If you crush double A, it's a really good sign. Ed Julian against right-handed pitching at double A hit 332 with an OPS at 1,031 within that. A 465 on base percentage. He walked in 19% of his plate appearances, struck out in 24% against right-handed pitching. I think today, Ed Julian is a platoon weapon. The biggest questions for him, where is he going to play? He's already sounds like he's stretched at second base. Maybe it's left field. You hide him out and left. Maybe it's a bunch of DH opportunities, but that's kind of what we would say about Luis Arise as well in a lot of ways. That's a question. And then hitting left-handed pitching. He's had a six-something OPS against lefties at double-A. Does that come along? Does it not? He might be limited as a player. But what we know, yes, be good at a lot of things. Be really good at one thing, and you can carve yourself a major league career. Look at Kyle Garlick. He's he's good at hitting left-handed pitching, and he's carved himself a major league career. Not a great defender. Can't hit righties at all. Has trouble staying healthy. But, man, when he's in there against a lefty, he's dangerous. Ed Julian, I don't. I, I'm hoping that it's he has more of a role than Kyle Garlic has in the majors. I think today though he could be a Kyle Garlic type of bat against right-handed pitchers. Like you can just plug him in. I think he's going to hit for power. I think he's going to get on base. I think he's going to be a tough matchup for right-handed pitchers in the bigs. He's a left-handed hitter, and in the last two years, been awesome in the Twin System. I think he's going to debut absolutely in 2023. He's one like barring an injury. I think he's a certainty to debut in 2023, even though he has not gotten a single at bat at, at AAA. I think he's, I think he's close. I think he's ready. Austin Martin, a little bit further off, probably a step behind Ed Julian, but his is more performance related. He's old enough. He has enough experience where I think he absolutely could be on the Julian track. Like if Austin Martin was coming off of a, a good 2022 season coming into spring training, I think he could make the team out of the gate, but because he struggled so much, dealt with injuries, it's harder to see that. But we're still talking about a guy in the minors has a 391 on base percentage. He's 49 of 59 in steals. He still has a skill set. I think he can be a major leaguer, a utility potentially option for the Twins out of the gate in 2023. I think Austin Martin can debut. I think I'll predict that he will, and that's why he made my list because I do think he brings things to the table that the Twins might be lacking, especially after trading Luis Arise, that on-base ability, and then they definitely don't have enough speed on the bases. They they clog up the bases. They don't really have anybody who could steal a base, and Austin Martin in the minors is 49 of 59 in steals. I think he could come up, bounce around, play left, back up Correa at short, play some center potentially, backing up Buxton, play some right field, play some second base, like bounce around everywhere. He's a right-handed hitter. You hope he can get on base, 391 on base percentage in the minors, no slug whatsoever, and his batting average sagged in 2022. Maybe with some adjustments, he he gets back on track, and as soon as that happens, if and when that happens, he's going to he's gonna be back on the, the path to the majors that he was on 
coming into 2022 where I thought, okay, there's a good chance he's going to debut in 2022. Spent a lot of 2021 at double A. He was awesome at double A, not so much in 2022, but I think for him, all it takes is just like a good couple weeks. And he was great in the Arizona fall league for whatever that's worth. Great couple weeks. And I think Martin is back on that, back on that path and right there with Ed Julian. If you're looking for somebody to debut Brooks Lee, Further off from those two, only in that he was just drafted last year, eighth overall in 2022. By many publications, many people believe Brooks Lee is the best prospect in the twin system. I still took Royce Lewis, edging out Brooks Lee, upside, makeup, Royce Lewis, I'm a, I'm a believer for life. But Brooks Lee's a polished college hitter, coming out of Cal Poly, switch hitter, big for a shortstop. So in comparison to Austin Martin, I don't think he's going to steal a bunch of bases. He's not like as an uh, elusive of an athlete. He's a good athlete. I think he's going to play third, potentially second. But I think Brooks Lee is the Twins' third baseman of the future. And he had a really nice debut. I mean, hit over 300. He did play four games at rookie ball, so it includes those numbers. But he was good in Cedar Rapids, cup of coffee in Wichita. I think he's going to be in the heart of the Wichita order. In some ways, like Martin, if Brooks Lee has a couple of great weeks at Wichita, He's got the prospect pedigree. He's got the talent. He's got the ability. Why not? Why not bring him up? Why Why would he need to spend extended time at St. Paul in AAA? I, I think Brooks Lee is on that fast track as well, and he has been since the Twins drafted him. He's 22 already. I don't think he's he's too young to make his debut in 2023. I'm, I'm excited about Brooks Lee. I think there's a decent chance he's up in 23, and if he is, that means that he performed as we expect in the minors. Jordan Balazovic, he's a forgotten prospect, but before the 2022 season, Keith Law ranked Jordan Balazovic as the 43rd best prospect in baseball. There's a reason he's overlooked. We've touched on him quite a bit here in the last couple of weeks, just because we're looking at spring training. We're looking at who's under the radar, who's somebody who could come out of spring training, make the opening day roster. Jordan Balazovic still has all the talent in the world. And Law wrote pre-2022, you know, he still projects as a mid-rotation starter with potential for more if he can just have a tick better command. But the stuff is there. He's big. He's built like a workhorse starter. And and Law wrote that as well, pre-2022, ranking him as a top 50 prospect. Things change, rearrange throughout a prospect list, throughout a system. Jordan Balzavik, there's a reason he's no longer a top 100 prospect globally because he had a terrible 2022. I could see a scenario where he puts it all behind him and he's back on track, you know, similar to Austin Martin. We're talking about the talent here, prospect pedigree. Sometimes you can get lost in it and you just continue to remind yourself, Oh, he used to be a top 100 prospect. He used to be a top 100 prospect. Sometimes there's a reason he's not anymore. And that was sometimes the case with Nick Gordon. There was this hope with Nick Gordon, even though he wasn't great in the minors, he was okay. He was good. He wasn't great in the minors, but there was always this hope for him. Why isn't he getting called up? Why isn't he getting more opportunities? Because he was a first-round pick. It's more likely Nick Gordon was overvalued by the Twins in the draft, by the Terry Ryan regime. It's it's more likely. I like Nick Gordon. Nick Gordon has a role on this team. He's carved himself a potentially fortuitous and nice major league career here, but he's not a, a top-five pick in the draft. You know, He's not the guy the Twins thought they were drafting when they took him. I think that was, was that 2014 love Nick Gordon, but that was this, that was the feeling. It was like, Oh, but he's a first round pick, but he's a first round pick, but he's a first round pick. 
he probably shouldn't have been a first round pick. And that can be the case with a top prospect. Oh, he was a top 20 prospect. Oh, he used to be a top 50 prospect. Well, he's not anymore. Jordan Balzavik, Austin Martin may never get there again. They may never make it to the majors. They may never contribute in the majors. But I'm going to go off of, this isn't two, three, four, five years ago. Austin Martin, people argued, was the Twins' best prospect by a mile a year ago when they acquired him at the deadline. And Jordan Balzavik was the team's best pitching prospect. And Keith Law ranked him 43rd in baseball. So I'm I'm not just going to punt on these two after a season. I think both could make their debut. I think in some ways they're prospect X factors. We talked about X factors on Monday's episode because the talent's there. Like if, if Balazovic comes back and he's 96, 97 and he's back with that hammer curveball and he's healthy and he's strong. Absolutely. Why not? Why, why not debut? He's, he's talented enough. Austin Martin, same thing, talented enough to carve out a major league role, even a starting role. Still, I'm not, I'm not ready to give up on, on either of them quite yet under the radar pick. So the four were pretty easy for me. Maybe I'm missing somebody obvious, but like Woods Richardson debuted last year, Varlin debuted, Walner debuted. I think Julian's the most obvious pick. And then Martin and Lee following Julian Balazovic, probably the most likely pitching prospect to debut because the twins best pitching prospects right now, Marco Raya, you know, Connor Prelip, Louis Varlin's already debuted. Prelip and Raya are further away. Prelip hasn't thrown a pitch in minor league baseball, and Marco Raya was still at low A, and he's 20 years old. Those guys are further away. I don't think they're going to debut in 2023. They have the talent to do it, but I don't think they will. So beyond those four, Martin, Julian, Lee, Balazovic, among guys who have not debuted, you're kind of getting deeper on the list. And I picked Cody Lorison, and Lorison came on the show. He was awesome. Loved having him on the show. He has an incredible line. In the minors, he had a 1.06 ERA in almost 60 innings at double A last year with a 31% strikeout rate and a 7% walk rate. Unbelievable numbers. The reason I don't talk about Larson maybe as much as I should or really at all, like I don't think I've mentioned his name once, is because he tops out at 90 92. I love this debate in baseball, it's like my favorite thing. A pitcher. I always err on the side of stuff. I'm always going to err on the side of stuff. Like, would I rather have a 20-year-old pitching prospect with a 5 ERA but a 100-mile-an-hour fastball? Or would I rather have a 24-year-old pitching prospect who has a 2 ERA at AA but tops out at 90-92? I'm going to take the 20-year-old who throws 100 but isn't throwing as many strikes just because I dream on the upside. Sometimes you you got to pick the results. Bailey Ober was a great example of that in the minors. Bailey Ober's minor league numbers, I've never seen anything like that. Matt Cantorino's numbers are unbelievable, but he he has the stuff. It, it makes sense. Bailey Ober's minor league numbers, throwing 88-89 in the minors. Now he's more 90-92. to 92. Off the charts good. He had like a 0.76 ERA and a monster strikeout rate in the minors. I think that was in 2019. It was, it was just unbelievable. But his stuff wasn't there, so he's just overlooked. It's like I didn't even really mention Bailey Ober on any podcast because I'm like, well, yeah, he's dominating the the minors, but he doesn't have stuff. Well, he got up to the Twins, and he looks like he's going to be a mid-rotation starter for a long time if he can stay healthy because he has that deception. He's big. He has good extension. His fastball gets on, guys. He has good command, and it turns out he's a good pitcher. He's never going to have top-shelf stuff or anything close to it, but he could be a good – third or fourth starter for the next 10 years, Bailey over. And his minor league numbers reflected that possibility. 
Cody Larson, similar, tops at 90-92. But when you have a 1.06 ERA and a 31% strikeout rate at double A, you're doing something really right. And he is deception. He confuses hitters like Bailey Ober, like Joe Ryan. It's not sexy the way these guys do it. But sometimes it works. And sometimes it even works in the majors. So Cody Lorison, I mean, I don't know what you would tell him. If Cody Lorison has another tremendous season at double A and then moves up to the Saints or starts with the Saints, he should start with the Saints. I mean, there's no excuse for that. He started, he's re- he's pitched in relief. I don't know what his role is going to be in the future. But if he has an, a one ERA at triple A, what do you even tell him? Like, well, you gotta you gotta keep getting better. There's nowhere to improve there. He can improve in stuff. He can add velocity. He can do all of those things. But the numbers are as good as you could possibly be. Like if Jordan Malzavik had these numbers with his fastball at 96, 97, he'd be a top five prospect in baseball. Lorison doesn't have anything near that type of stuff, but he's deceptive and he gets results and he's fun and he could potentially debut in 2023. So he's under the radar. Some others, Austin Schulfer, uh moved to the bullpen, big time jump, moving to the bullpen. He could potentially debut. There's always some surprises. I like to look among the top prospects and then I like picking a deeper under the radar pick. And that's Cody Lorison for me. So I have Martin, Julian, Lee, Balazovic, and Lorison, two pitchers, three position players. I think Julian's a lock. I think Austin Martin is probably right behind him because again, all it takes is a couple of of solid weeks for Austin Martin. And he was probably going to debut this year anyway. Brooks Lee, wild card, wild card debut, but has the talent to do it. And then Jordan Balazovic is like Austin Martin. Talent, prospect pedigree, just a year ago, had the same pedigree as Martin, as one of the better prospects in baseball, as the best pitching prospect in the twin system. Austin Martin, seen by many, is the best position player in the twin system. They're in the same boat, coming off really rough years and injury-plagued years. They can come out in spring training. They have a really good spring training. They have a nice start to the season, and they're back on track. It's as easy as that. Or maybe they never will, but I'm going to pick them to debut in 2023 because this is an optimistic show, and we love our twins, and we want to see debuts. We want to see these guys succeed, and I'm going to bet that they will in 2023. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, or it's your team every day. Matt Braun is coming on Thursday night, so Matt will be on We'll have an off-season grade. We'll have updates on what the Twins roster looks like, Zips projections, what Matt thinks about the season. This will be, for Matt and I, our season preview episode that we usually do. We've done it in the last couple of years because I'm I'm going to be leaving. So we need to do this now. It's going to be our final show together, at least with me as host. Keep an eye out for that. If you have questions for Matt or comments or anything, leave them. Like, subscribe, subscribe for the next host, subscribe for me now, but subscribe for the next host, like, comment, send a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. For your second listen, make it Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network, or it's your team every day. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Go Twins.